It's your story. People are going to choose you. They're going to buy you more than what you can do for them because there are 30 lawyers in town. Why are they going to choose you? You want people who connect with you. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am Steve Fretzen, your host, and I appreciate you spending some time with me today, whatever time of the day it is for you. Again, this show helping you to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Listen, it's another day, another dollar. We've got to keep things rolling along. My job is to continue to bring quality people to give you quality ideas, tips, and takeaways that are going to make a difference in your life. It's unfortunate I don't have that today. Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Michael just gave me a look like, what? That's great. Yeah, how about that? No, I've got a bombshell for you. Are you kidding me? Come on, you know this show. We're not going to bring on a dud. We bring on the cops. Come on. Yeah, so I'm going to talk to Mike. You're going to get to know Michael real well today. And um, before we get into the weeds with him, of course, have to thank our sponsors, Money Penny and, of course, Legalese Marketing, both great partners for me. More importantly, great potential partners for you. Get your act together with your virtual, um, your live reception with Money Penny, and having your outsourced marketing agency. Who's handling your newsletter? Who's handling your social media? Who's creating a social media calendar for you? Let me guess, nobody. So here's your opportunity to get ahead of the competition, get ahead of the recession, everything that's coming your way. And there we go with that. All right. So Michael Delon, like Mo Delon. That's How did right. I know that? I've paid attention. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So Michael is the president. Hold on, Mike. Ah, remarkable too is on the fritz here. He's the president of Paperback Expert. He's also a great marketing coach. And Michael, you were so kind to uh, submit a quote that I just love right away when I heard it. Mm-hmm. Win the heart, the mind will follow. Yeah. Right. Roy yeah. Williams, pretty deep, man. It is. Roy's, yeah. been a, Roy's a marketing guy that has built multiple million dollar companies through really radio and TV advertising. But his whole thing that he's always just drilled in me is we make decisions emotionally first, and then we back it up with logic, right? Yep. And too many times, too many times in marketing, we're just going after the thoughts, the, the logic of the deal. And in the brain, Steve, the, the part of your brain that deals with logic and the part of the brain that deals with emotion, they don't talk to each other. It's yeah. really amazing when you dig into it. So Roy says you want to be the first one somebody thinks of and the one they feel the best about when they're ready to make a buying decision. That's yeah. how you grow business. Well, let me take that one step further. But before I do that, welcome to the show, man. Good to see you. Oh, thanks. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> By the way, nice to see you. That's right. Um, so when I, you know, I teach a method called sales-free selling, okay? And part of what that flips the script on is I used to sell the sizzle of the steak. I used to, you know, try to, logically talk through people through a deal, talk them through a buying decision. And what I found was that it was all backwards, that what buyers are really looking for is they're looking to be understood, to be listened to, to identify that their problems and the solutions that we have fit. And then they're in a position to also share with us maybe more intimate things about their situation, which leads to that emotional trigger, that emotional 
piece that isn't just about the money. Like I'm not the cheapest guy in the block. If somebody just says, Steve, what do you charge? The conversation's over right. because whatever they have in their mind, I should charge if it isn't there and it's over. Right. So yeah. we have to get into the emotional element of it and look at what the potential ROI is and value yeah. and then discuss price in the logic and how it fits later, not up right. front. Right. That's right. Yeah, no, it, it's totally true. And and the, the challenge that, that a lot of people have, Steve, is in that process, it feels to me that you're baiting me for that. You're building things up because I know your price is really big and I, you've got to justify it in my mind. But when you come at it with a, a very chill approach, okay, so in, in, in my sales call, right, because I'm a high ticket item too. I have you on the phone. I say, Steve, I, I want to dive in really deep. Here's what I want to accomplish on my call, on this call. I want to either solve an issue you've got right now. Let's see if we can solve something for you on the call. If, if not, I may know somebody in my network who could solve it for you if, if I can't. Or if there's an, a, a, a program I have that might fit for you, I'll introduce you to that. And we'll discuss it there. Is, is that fair? Yeah. And dude, that just relieves all the pressure. And they're yeah. like, well, yeah, that works. All right, yeah. Steve, tell, tell me what's, what's going on. What are you trying to make happen? And I've learned this over the last few months of, really diving in to listen to you. And one of my coaches taught me that if you have a sales call, about a third of your sales calls are going to be, I can't help you, but I know somebody who can. Yeah. A third of my sales calls are just going to be, we're just not going to work together. Sorry. It's not a and fit. A, it's not a fit. Yeah. And a third are going to be, yeah, we have something. Let's keep talking. Let's figure this thing out. And that gives me the freedom just to have conversation. Yeah. Well, and it takes a lot of the pressure off when you realize that if, if, if what you're really looking for is not the business, but what you're looking for is the fit. Yes. And if you can get that, that I got to close this deal, I got to lock this up, I got, I got, I got to, and we can move it to, is this something that's going to be successful for both parties, whether that's a lawyer and a client, whether that's me and a client or you and a client, that's really what we're looking for. And it's not going to be a fit for everybody. That's just the reality. So we have to let go. And the best thing is if we can figure out it's not a fit and help in some way, make a friend, add some value, maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't. But either way, we're doing what's right for other people. And that ultimately it comes back to us in karma, comes back to us in, in, in just how we feel about ourselves, how other people feel about us. So I have a feeling since I'm talking about feelings, I've said the word now four times, I think, but your background is so unique and so amazing. And I think if we don't get into maybe a Reader's Digest version, but okay. also sure. enough to give us a flavor for why you got into what you got into and how you're helping people on a daily basis and how you live your life as a philosophy, right? As, as, as just, a, just a, a daily habit. So let's get into that, Michael, and, and, and uh, share a little bit about your background. Sure, sure. Well, really the, the turning point in my life happened on June 29th of 1987. That's the day that my dad was killed in a motorcycle accident. Now, I grew up in a Christian home. I wasn't a believer at that time. I started going to church with my mom because she needed to be around her church friends. About a month or so later, Christ got a hold of my heart. I came to faith in Christ. Then I found, I'm, I met my wife. Way back in the day, I, gosh, I was a realtor. Then I was an auto mechanic. And then I went to college. And when I went to college, I was in Christian radio for nine and a half years. That's where I learned sales and marketing. First five years of my marriage. I mean, I've been married 32 years, Steve. Okay. Nice. So nice. Same Congratulations. Woman. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I've, got, I've got two biological sons who are 27, 23, and we've got two 
adopted daughters who are 13, 11, because we did foster care for eight years, fostered about 20 kids. And during that whole process, the first five years of my marriage were like this, because Jill and I are complete opposites. And even though we went to church growing up, nobody taught us how to be married. So we went to a marriage conference by Family Life, changed our marriage. And then a few years later, back in like 2000, God called us to serve as missionaries with Family Life. So we moved from Indiana down to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where I live now. And we're missionaries. And I thought I hit nirvana, man. I thought I was in the place I was always going to be. And climbed the corporate ladder. Six years later, I was serving on the leadership team. They started going through those corporate reorganizations. Remember those? I do. Yeah. So they rolled out the third reorg. My name was no longer on the leadership team. And so they started shuffling me around the ministry, doing different jobs. And that was the beginning of a two-year prison term for me when I was in a job I hated at a ministry I love. And so I finally got fed up and prayed and God, I asked God if I could leave. He said, yes. And he said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go help small business owners with marketing because they hate it and I love it. So he said, go. So I escaped prison January 1st, 2013. I hit it. By easy. the way, just, just to just sorry, air quotes on the prison. Air quotes on the prison. <laughs> You're yeah. listening to this. You didn't hear the air quotes, but there were that's air right. quotes. Yeah, definitely um, a special type of prison. That's right. Prison. So, um, I hit easy street, Steve. I started my own company. I became an yeah. entrepreneur and I knew so much about marketing. I knew it was going to be really easy to get clients. So I'd come and meet with you and we have a great conversation. And, you, and somewhere in that conversation, you'd say, now, Michael, what have you done in the last few years? I said, well, I've helped build marriages and families at Family Life. And you say, that's honorable. Way to go, Michael. Look at the time. I've got yeah. another meeting coming <laughs> out the door, right? Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't get any clients. And so I went to my church, second floor, pacing the hallways. I can see it today saying, God, how do I help Steve? And God gave me the idea to take all of my strategies and put them in a book. And so I did. I published my book on marketing back in 2013. And then I'd set a meeting with you. I'd mail you a copy of my book. I'd walk into your office a week later. And there it was, Steve. You'd read my book. And in that conversation, you'd say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. That changed my business and my life. Because when you first met with me, I was a ministry guy. That second meeting, I was a marketing expert because I had a book. Yeah. And I said, why don't business owners do this to gain clients? And right. that was the seed that got planted that has now grown into Paperback Expert, where we help people create a book without writing a word and grow their business by using their book in their marketing. So, whew. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Was so so. What an amazing journey, and it ain't over yet. Um, right. You've got you've got years to go. The lawyer listening right now is is heard the last part of what you said and said, okay, wait a second, this guy's going to write a book, my book, without me writing a word. So so we know lawyers, and we know that they're risk averse. We also know they can be skeptical. And you're actually writing the book. If we're getting into the weeds on this, the lawyer is going to write the book maybe in a different way then. So let's talk a little sure. bit about what you mean by that. And then I've got a bunch of other questions for you, but I just want to make sure we're clarifying. Yeah. When you say you don't have to write a word, finish, yeah, finish yeah. that thought. Yeah. So you're a lawyer. They have everything in their head that they need to create a book, right? They just don't right. have the time. They don't want to. So our writers, we have a writing staff of professional writers. Our writers hop on a Zoom call. We have conversations with you and, and interview you per se to build an outline for your book first. And then through that outline, we're asking you questions and you're speaking to write your book. We record everything, transcribe that, and use that transcript as the foundational material 
through which our writer, who's been with you now for a couple months, they understand your tone, your voice. They're going to actually write the book, but it's your content. We don't add yeah. content to your book. Okay, so to, so that that clarifies it. So the lawyer is an expert on estate planning. They're going to write the book with these interviews and these conversations. Ultimately, they have time for that. They don't have time to sit down and write and figure out how to figure out the grammar and figure out the, the way it's going to be laid out and all that. So you're handling the heavy lifting, but they're actually creating the content through the interviews Absolutely. that you structure. Okay, makes a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Much easier. Like I, I haven't, I've written four books all on my own mm-hmm. and it is a lot of work. It's a lot of time, really a lot of work, also very rewarding and, and useful to your point. But I get it that it's very difficult for someone who's billing 2000 hours and trying to do business development and everything else to then say, oh, I'm, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. I just don't have time. So you're right. basically, you've solved that problem. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Less okay. than 24 clock hours of your time over the, the period of time we're working together and you've got your book created. All right. So we've talked on this show many times about thought leadership. That could be thought leadership in an area that could be how you're representing yourself on social media, on your website and, and through the, your writing and speaking and all these different ways. Why is a book different? from a standpoint of thought leadership than any other sort of medium? Yeah, a couple of reasons. I mean, just in culture in general, experts have books, period, right? And the barrier to entry, let's call it that, of creating a book is much higher than even a podcast or a blog or a website or, or anything else, right? Anybody can do this. Creating a book, people know it takes time, effort, energy, and when you hand them a book and it's got a publisher's in Daisha on the back, in their brain, they're going, wow, you must be something because you pick, a publisher picked you, right? They don't, the, the public doesn't understand it all. But in our culture, experts have books and marketing effects take place in the mind of your audience. It's how do they perceive and think about you? So if you're an estate planning attorney, how many of them are in your market and how many of them have created their own book and published their own book? How many of them are Amazon best-selling authors? How many of them have podcasts? Those are all indications of credibility and authority that your audience is going to give to you. And then you talk about being able to have thought leadership. Now, I've got a book with 15 chapters. I can talk about 15 chapters in podcasts and in blogs and emails for a decade, right? It clarifies your message and your marketing. Yeah. And I think there is something to be said, and, and I guess I know this as well as anybody because I've, I've written a number of them, and it's not only clear that you're either an expert or that you know your subject because you put the time into something like that, but it's also a great handout. It's great when I can say to someone, hey, I'm going to send you my book, like you said right at the beginning, or lately it's been even, and I don't know if this is better or worse, you can maybe tell me, but I send people my eBooks. It's just the the creation, shipping, and all that, it might, and I'm not talking about like if it's a prospective client, maybe maybe sending a book is best. And I've done that on occasion, but just to be able to share the books easily and quickly in an mm-hmm. ebook fashion. Plus, I think also people, especially the younger generation, likes the ease of the ebook versus the, the actual paper book. Yeah. So it, it's a both and in my yeah. world. Okay. Um, so you think call center, somebody calls in for an estate plan or something, right? They're giving you the information. You hang up the phone. You could text them a link to download your ebook, right? You could even great opportunity there. The, the challenge I have with, with just staying with ebook alone is how many ebooks are on your computer, Stephen? Where are they? Versus when I mail you a copy of that book, did you know it's sacrilegious to throw a book away in our culture? You're going to keep okay. that book. 
Yeah. You're going to move it. I've got, I've got a couple I'm never going to read that people have sent me and I'm not, I'm not going to say who, and I don't want to offend anybody, but they're definitely going to be giveaway. They're not thrown away. They're giveaway, right. but I, I have no use for them. They're not on a topic or subject that I'm ever going to need right. or be interested in. Right. So that's right. But you're right. We don't throw away books. And I think that's a good thing because someone's going to get value out of a book. It just may not be me. Well, they that's are. Good. And I look at your book in lots of, of marketing. Okay. So we just talked lead generation. That's one area. What about opening up centers of influence? Okay, what, what if you want to um, open up a relationship with a CPA, right? Let's just take that, for example, or a financial advisor. How are you going to do that? Well, what if you take your book and you put it in a, like a big gold envelope and you put a nice note in it and you mail it to them? If yeah. you get this in the mail, are you going to open that, Steve? Yeah, it's classy. You know, can't, argue, can't argue. He's showing me a beautiful gold <laughs> container. It's like, it's like you just got to borrow gold, but there's a book in it. That's right. It, because it's different <laughs> yeah. and it starts building a relationship. So there are so many ways to use a book. Everybody says, well, I'll put it on my website. Well, yeah, that's one. I've got about 20 others because it's about establishing that credibility and, and making sure you are the resource that people think of first. And so there's just so much there. All right. Legalese Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegaleseMarketing.com. Hey, Steph, tell everyone what MoneyPenny does for law firms. We're the call handling and live chat experts. A MoneyPenny receptionist can ensure that your calls are directed to the right person seamlessly, saving you time and money. Steve, did you know that 69% of people don't like to leave a voicemail? I did not know that. That's a lot of business going away right there. Let's cut to the chase. What are you prepared to do for my listeners? We're offering an exclusive two-week free trial. If you're interested in hearing more, you can call me directly on 470-534-8846 and mention that you've heard this ad on Steve's podcast. Very cool. Thanks. Last question on this. and I've got a ton of others I want to get to. You mentioned about the importance of having a publisher, and I want you to have a balanced answer here, pros and cons, because there's so many benefits to self-publishing, and I could go through 10 of them. And there's benefits to having a publisher, and I can go through those. Yeah. What do you see as the pro and con? Are people that into, oh, it's published through a publisher, and here's the stamp of approval? I mean, I don't think I'm looking at a book for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's subliminal, okay? It's like the you go to the ocean, you got waves, and you got current. I look at the current a lot because that's what's going to kill you. Okay. And, and having that little indice on the back, in my mind, it adds a little bit more credibility. Okay. Now, if you're self-publishing, could you create your own publishing in Daisha? Well, absolutely. You could have Fritz and Publishing or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's great. What's probably more important, honestly, in the self-publishing world is the look of the cover and the design of the interior. Yeah. Because I can tell you if a book's been self-published without ever looking at the back cover. Yeah, there's some bad, there's some oh, bad books. Man. Yeah. You gotta really, to... you gotta do it right or don't. Yeah. 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 Agree. I'm a, we're on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're gonna self-publish, go for it. Cause I self-published my first book, but we paid people to edit and format and design. All right. Now let's, let's take a step back. Part sure. of what defines us and what creates thought leadership and what especially helps us with our authenticity. And that's a very important word today, more than 20 years ago. People are looking for authenticity. It has to do with the story. My story, people know my, people listen to the show, 
get glimpses and pieces and parts and know my story. You know, plane crash. Uh, they know about my father being the lawyer. They know about all these things that have come out in one way or the other. How important is is it for a lawyer in any particular field for people to know that st- their story? Um, can I just say critical? And, critical. And here, okay. Here's why. It's your story. People are going to choose you. They're going to buy you more than what you can do for them because there are 30 lawyers in town. Why are they going to choose you? You want people who connect with you. Let me tell you a quick story. Attorney down in Florida. Okay. He came to me and wanted to do a book. I said, great, let's do it. And personal injury attorney. Got I got his story. He went down to Florida on a college baseball scholarship. Okay. He was going to go to the major leagues. He was that good. Two years in, he threw his arm out, had to have surgery, rehabilitation, killed his baseball career. Yep. Graduated, became a personal injury attorney. He's in a market with two other big dogs. These guys are spending half a million a month in marketing. He's like, I I don't have that. So he he gives me a story. I said, William, have you ever told anybody that story? No, we're going to. So we took his story and I created his brand strategy, his positioning. And we titled his book, When Life Throws You a Curveball. Wow, look at you. All right. Nice. Now, when he's marketing, he can say, if life's thrown you a curveball and you've been in an accident or hurt at work, I understand because I've been where you are. And I'm committed to help you navigate this process and get the results that you're after. And then he tells his story. When he goes on TV, because he's on a morning show TV thing, right? I said, William, walk in there and make sure you're carrying like a baseball glove. Have a baseball bat. Talk to people about your baseball background because that's going to resonate with them and you're going to build common ground. So it changed his business. He's still an attorney, but now he has a story to tell that all the big dogs can't tell. They can't fight that. But Michael, it's also highly memorable. Like you remember stories, you remember people yes. overcoming adversity. And, you know, I wish, you know, like I hear all the sales trainers from when I was coming up, they all somehow lived in their car. At some point, every sales trainer, <laughs> right? Am I right? They all You're lived totally in their cars. Right. I'm like, how is that possible that all yeah. these people are living in their cars, you know, <laughs> eating garbage? I mean, and they came back from that, but okay. I don't know. But obviously I remember That's <laughs> right. one or two of them doing that. Um, yeah. But it, it's memorable. It's memorable. So I get it. So a lawyer is saying right now in their own mind, that sounds great. Nothing bad ever happened to me. I went through law school. I graduated. I got a job. And that's my story. Yep. Boring. It is. So, so what does a lawyer do that hasn't lived in their car, that hasn't yeah. been in a tragic accident, that hasn't been in a plane crash like me? What's the story? How do they develop that? Yeah, yeah. Here's, Other than talking to you, because they can yeah. talk to you. You're obviously uh, an expert at uh, coming up with the with the great angles at finding that. I, what I do is 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 I tell people I don't I don't create your story. I right. discover it. Yeah. Question. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, take a friend to coffee. Okay. Go out to Starbucks wherever you go. Have your computer, your phone. Hit the record button. So you're just recording the conversation, and have them ask you about eight or ten questions about your your background, your childhood, where'd you live? What'd your parents do? What hobbies, what sports? Where'd you go to college? Why do you live where you live? Why do you do what you do? And what you're going to find is as you listen to those answers, transcribe that so you can see it. As you listen to those answers, you're going to find themes and and consistencies. And you're going to say, oh, I never realized that that coach said something that built into my life that I still live with today. And that's kind of why I do what I do. Oh, really? 
So let's use that in your marketing. Okay. I, dude, I had an attorney and he lives in Honolulu. He called me to do a book. He's like, I am the most boring guy you'll ever know. I don't have a story. I said, I disagree <laughs> with you. We learned, he grew up in, in Hawaii. He moved to the United States to go to college. Then he moved back to Hawaii. Well, why'd you do that? Tell me that. He unpacked this story that was amazing. I said, have you ever told that to anybody? No. We are so close, Steve, to our own story. It's boring to us. Yeah, we get that. We get the tunnel vision on. It's everything. It's our businesses. It's our marketing. It's our marriages. It's all this stuff that we're just kind of rolling through the yeah. motions. And we're not thinking outside of either the box or getting us outsider's opinion or, or just talking. That's why therapists are so important because they just, they just help bring stuff out that just isn't going to get there without somebody, you know, right. poking at, poking at the bear. Yeah. Um, and, and, but yeah. here's the thing. Let me, let me just insert this. Your client, your, your prospect, they are really, really, really more interested in you and your background. They, tr they know coming into the deal that you're an, an accomplished attorney, you could probably help them do what they need done. So can 20 other people in the market. They're looking for somebody they can connect with at that heart level, going back to the quote, win the heart, mm. you get the money, right? Show yourself, tell me a little bit on your about us page, tell me a little bit about you and your family or what you, your hobbies, and then tell me all your credentials. Yeah, it's the, it's the connection that's being missed. And I'll give you the best example. And, and please, for anyone that's made this comment to me, uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about everybody else. So I have a Michael Jordan jersey behind me, autographed, 1995, picked it up, and it's my treasure, my only treasured item of memorabilia. I don't really deal in that stuff, okay? But everyone that gets on a, not everyone, but many people that get on a call with me immediately mention that. And I, and I just kind of shake my head and go, yeah, Michael Jordan, I'm in Chicago, and go through the motions. And it's been, it's, we're in the thousands, okay? That's all I'm saying. Right. And the reality is, if somebody wants to connect with me, they need to read an article. They need to listen to my podcast. They need to, you know, they need to get, know that my son and I go fishing a lot, that we, you know, have a lot of quality time. And I talk about, there's no lack of information about me on the internet. Right. Okay. And it goes to what you're saying, which is connecting. We need to connect. And if it's a story that connects, it's a background that connects, it's something that you have in common, even yeah. better. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, it really is. And the fact that you and your son go fishing together, right? Yeah. I'm not a fisherman. That doesn't connect with me. But the fact that you're a dad and you have a son, that connects. I've got two sons. There you go. There's a good point of interest. Now yeah. I'm leaning in because you're spending time with your son. You're building into your son. Dude, that's a hot button for me. Let's, yeah. let's figure out who you are. Yeah, we'll talk about lawyering and, and everything later. That's, that's where it's made. It yeah. really is, you know? Yeah. So, hmm. all right. So a lawyer can sit down with a friend. Or it could be a spouse, could be whatever. And they <laughs> could share their story, answer those questions. And they can start to find the story. How do they then tell the story? How do they put that together and make it a part of their infomercial, part of their website, part of their book, part of the way that they're going to conduct themselves moving forward? Yeah, great question. So just take the baseball guy example, right? The attorney. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that he's got that signature message is what we call it. When life throws you a curveball. Yeah. It should be on his website, his email signature. As he's doing any presentation, webinar, micro training, Facebook, doesn't matter. He should always be weaving that in and out, right? Because I'm a personal injury attorney because I help people. Well, when life throws you a curveball, that's what we do. And you just talk about the curveballs that come. Did you get bit by a dog? Well, that you didn't see that coming, did you? That was a curveball. Do you know how hard curveballs are to hit, right? And you just keep weaving that 
in and out of everything you do so that you become known for that, right? I'm, we're pretty well known for create a book without writing a word. Yeah, that's, I mean, your, it, that's your jam right there. That's my jam. It One stops sentiment. you in your tracks. Yep. It compels you to lean in and go, tell me more. Yeah. That's what you want. Yep. So keep it relatively concise, but you use it everywhere. And so if you're in a BNI group getting business, right? And you stand up to do your one minute dog and pony show. Hi, I'm Steve Fritzen, and I help people when life throws them a curveball to navigate the legal jungle that they're in, whatever it is. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what I do. And that's going to be different than, well, I'm an attorney and I help people. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I guess blah. I'm Steve Fretz and I help lawyers not crash and burn like I did. No, no, no seriously, dude. Because <laughs> no, that's there was no burning. Doing. FYI. We, okay. We All right. You know why? No we didn't have any freaking gas. That's why. <laughs> you need just FYI, everybody that's listening, let me give you a little tip. It helps if you're flying somewhere to have a full tank of gas, just putting it out there. I anybody, love it. Anybody interested in that point? Yeah, um, that's great. The next small plane I went on after the one that didn't land properly. Uh, first question I asked the guy was, uh, you, got a, you got a full tank of gas here? Yeah, we have a full tank of gas. Okay, All right, let's yeah, get in. There let's you go. Over. Yeah. No, All right, I got one more question for sure. you and then we're going to wrap up. So you mentioned to me in our pre-interview that a big part of what a book does and what finding their their story does is it creates credibility. And that's a really critical part of being a lawyer is credibility. And it isn't just because lawyers can't say they're experts. They can't say they're specialists legally. There's rules against doing that. But you've got something that you mentioned to me earlier called a credibility calculator. Can you talk about that and how that would help someone figure out their credibility score? Sure. So credibility is this word that we throw around, but how do you define it? So, all right, when I wrote my book on marketing, I had to come up with a definition of marketing because I Googled it and there were like 300 of them and none of them made sense. Okay. So I created a definition of marketing. The marketing is everything you do to gain and retain a client. Pretty simple. Okay. Same thing with credibility. What is it? So we created this credibility calculator. It's at our website in under five minutes by answering 20 questions. We'll deliver to you a credibility score, zero to 100. And then five videos that follow that, that help you understand how to increase your credibility. Because again, credibility is a perception in the mind of your audience. They're looking for some criteria. What are those criteria? We've identified 20 of them. Okay. Yeah. You have a credit score, Steve. And you try to improve your credit score. Do you know your credibility score? I don't, but I want to take the test. Honestly, I, I feel like I can get a high score. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, pushing, going to push myself. No, um, you know, this is like an SAT. I got to get the score to get into the score. <laughs> um, but I think it's important. So w- what's the website or what's the, sure. the details on not only to do the credibility calculator, but also if people want to get in touch with you about writing a book or just meeting with you to understand if it even sure. makes sense. And again, you mentioned from the top, you know, low key, let's see if it's a fit, right? And all that. So I think it's a oh. great way to approach things. So give us the digits. Paperbackexpert.com. Okay. And that'll be in the show notes. Yep. And when you get there, you'll see a big red line talks about credibility calculator, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There are going to be videos there, testimonials. There's going to be free trainings. There's going to be, you can connect with me all over the place through Schedule call. Everything, Michael, is paperbackexpert.com. Yeah. So let's get to that website and uh, do that credibility calculator and uh, contact Michael if you're interested in 
putting a book together and that's been your dream and you just never had the time to do it, but you got a couple of extra bucks in your pocket and you're, you feel like it might be time to do it. I mean, not a bad time to do it. I think we're, we're rolling into a potential recession here. Everyone's buzzing about it. Things seem great right now. What are you doing to build your position and your, your credibility for the future? So that may be something to, to consider uh, highly. Michael, what's the uh, game-changing book that you are bringing to the show today? Yeah, my game-changing book is called Positioning the Battle for the Mind by Jack Trout and Al Reese. It was written eh, probably 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, that book looks 50 years old. I'm oh, telling dude, you, yeah, you, I'm you telling that book's got some yellow pages, man. I've read it a couple of times, <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is without doubt the most influential book I've ever read on marketing because okay. it deals with how marketing works in the mind. So positioning, you find it on Amazon, go buy it. It'll change your world. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story and giving us all this great advice. It's uh, really meaningful to me. I think you know, you're, you're someone that is authentic and, uh, and, and, and you're willing to step up and, and be a, a giver of your wisdom. So thank you so much, Michael. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. It's been a joy talking with you and, and just a privilege to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Two good dudes. That's um, right. Yeah. Come Play on now. Again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Listen, come on. You've got it. I've got it, my usual page of notes. I got all kinds of things uh, that I'm going to, I'm doing that credibility calculator. Maybe not today. Cause I'm, I'm crashing soon, crashing and burning soon. Um, going out with <laughs> a like friend, we're going to hit some dinner, hit some sushi and then a uh, comedy show, comedy show tonight. That's so we'll fun. see. That'll be fun. But listen, it's all about tips, tri- tips, ideas, tactics, strategies, all the marketing mumbo jumbo that helps you to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and of course, a skilled rainmaker. Take care, everybody. Be safe. Be well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.